Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. Pastor Todd. Hello. And missionary Tara Matthews. Hello. Hey, so glad that you're here joining with us today on the podcast. Actually, a lot of people have been posting um, like their Spotify wrapped, you know, playlists and stuff. Yep. So um, we actually did get a wrapped podcast listener thing. Wow. Kinda, hey. It's kind of cool. Fun. So a couple little facts but, right here. But, just but, just thought but. it'd be fun. Uh, our podcast resonated around the world in five countries. Whoa. Costa Rica. I think, yeah, I think three of them are probably fake. Costa Rica was on. Well, they're, they're, was it? Costa Rica guys. was like 2% of our listeners. I'm like, Tara. Tara. Like, oh, guys, I would listen to it when I, when I mopped the house. It was really big. A lot of stuff to mop. Nice. So, so that's cool. And then, um, so at the time of this recording, we've dropped 3,501 minutes of content over 77 episodes. Mm. Wow, so. Bro, we international, bro. There's Respect only 52 us. weeks and we're at 77 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we're international, bro. <laughs> Internationally known. Respect wow. us. Yeah, so, um, cool. you know, pretty cool. Yeah, we're at like 4,000 plays. Um, wow. And yeah, it kind of changes, but our audience is about, uh, I guess I could just say about 30 people. Okay. Um, hey. it, 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 Shout out. It goes up and down. So it says right now we have 38 unique listeners. So. Mm. For everybody listening, we're so thankful that you listen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, yeah. it. appreciate it. I uh, want to say again, too, you can send us an audio message. We want to interact. That. We don't want to just talk about things that nobody cares about. Um, unless you just love the sound of all of our voices, then mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about whatever. But Do you? Because when kidding. I go back and I listen, I don't like the sound of my voice. So <laughs> if you like the sound of my voice, I'd like to know that. Because <laughs> like, I don't like it. So he sends an audio message. I just want to say, Pastor Todd's voice is great. Thanks so much. Keep the podcast coming. And that's not like I'm begging for you to tell me I'm great because I am. Because so. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay, well, with it being now, we are officially in the Christmas season, kicked off by Pastor Jamal saying Christmas music is A-OK now. It is now official. You can Woo-hoo. play Christmas music. In fact, I would encourage you, if you're looking for... If you're looking for something that is <clears throat> in the vein of Christmas music, but a little bit different, you can listen to the album "The Gift" by One One Six, the Christian rap group. They've got some uh, some pretty some pretty dope songs on that album. I think it's like a two or three years old, but um, kind of a reimagining of some some classics. But it's like really really dope, especially if you're in hip hop and you're like, you know, Christmas music. You know, I don't know how you can meld these together that album oh wait a minute were dope. you playing that the other i was i was oh playing dude yeah, that's yeah. what that was yeah, yeah, yeah. actually that was really just good saying, man. Just saying, okay yeah. so now i know I can yeah look yeah they got some, they got some dope, they got some dope songs in there you know um and very theologically sound like so hey. pretty pretty dope um theologically sound and then some of it is just like christmas time like they have one song called this christmas and it's about like you know get getting together uh and i think like one of the lines is like there's no greater gift than being together here with you guys because I haven't seen you in so long. Like, it's really like, oh, yeah, man, my family. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That is part of the Christmas spirit, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so some dope stuff if you want to listen to that. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's also the holiday movies that made us on Netflix, and I just watched one on Elf. So good. So okay. just recommend that. Mm. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, so with it being Christmas and some cool Christmas recommendations – 
I wanted to do a Christmas story quiz with you guys and everyone listening too. quiz yourself on this knowledge. We did a Thanksgiving quiz a few weeks back. Um, it was pretty difficult. So I think I'm not going to, you know, I th- hopefully this is just about the Christmas story, what we find in scripture. And so there may be a couple of trick questions, but let's kind of go for it here. Where in the Bible do we read about the birth of Jesus? Luke. Matthew. Matthew, definitely Matthew, because Matthew includes the, the genealogy. the genealogy. Yes, so Matthew and Luke. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Interestingly, <laughs> this just got a little nervous there. Just looking that, around. Good job on the question. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, all right. Bonus: Which one does Linus read from in Charlie Brown Christmas? Luke. Luke chapter two. Luke. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. really like Charlie Brown. <laughs> okay, so does Steph. She Wait. loves that movie. Nice. Oh, I should email <coughs> these trivia people because they actually only listed Luke, which doesn't make any sense. Okay, uh, so this one's tough. Who gave birth to Jesus? Ooh, who was that again? <laughs> Mary. Not trying to trick you guys. <laughs> He's just warming us up. He's warming uh-huh, us up. Uh-huh. I Maddie would imagine it was this young lady named Mary. That's right. Mm. Uh, Mary was her name. Which city did Mary and Joseph travel to for the census? Oh, little town of Bethlehem. (laughs) I'm so glad. And that's where he was born. (laughs) (laughs) Who appeared to tell Mary that she was with child? Gabriel. Gabriel. That's right. The angel Gabriel. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Fun fact: If you're listening, no, no one got to look at their Bible before this. But I guess it's not like you can't. What's going to happen? I'm really trying not <laughs> to look at the, the the questions are so close to my eyes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Looking away. Integrity. Um, integrity. Okay. Yeah. So here's one that's it. you're not going to know from just reading the story, but maybe a guess. How many miles did Mary and Joseph have to travel to get Ooh. to Bethlehem? Um. Well, I can say it's about uh. Just kidding. It's about a two-hour car ride. <laughs> That's because I was in Israel. So 120. Uh, really? Well, yeah, well, yeah. So you traveled? Yeah, there? I went to Bethlehem and I went to Nazareth. Oh, so a two-hour car to ride. Hey, I did. It was great. Three weeks. So uh, for three like, weeks, it was, like a, it was a, a class. For what what speed was what? your vehicle going? Uh, it was a bus. Um, so I'm gonna say about a, about 120 miles. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's go. I'm gonna jump on that, that 120, 150, 150, okay. hey, 150. Guys, maybe it's three hours. Uh, we didn't go at the <laughs> same time, but Jerusalem is Beth, uh, Bethlehem is right near Jerusalem. So then I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say 130 miles. Uh, they traveled 80 miles. Ooh. So one, wow. 120 is yeah, not... Oh, but you got to remember, oh. they got the deserts and stuff, so it's like you got to go kind of... Yeah, and, uh, are, we, are we tracking and miles? And the donkey doesn't where, go Where does they travel that. from, though? <laughs> exactly. Because it wasn't Jerusalem to Bethlehem. That's not 80 miles. So yeah. where, the, where they were traveling from was 80 miles. Yeah, that's true. Um, and how did they get there? It doesn't actually tell us. A lot of times you see Mary on a donkey and walk, Joseph walking, but it's a depiction, which you know could be true, but it uh, doesn't say... How many angels spoke to the shepherds? Oh, there, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. I don't think there's a number. Well, he's uh, there's clearly a number because it's he, kind of a trick question. Okay, I'm, I'm kind it's, of concerned now. Well, there was one. There was only one angel who spoke, but it was a. It was a. Was it a chorus of angels who sang? No, wait. Oh, how's the word? So yeah, that's the correct answer according to this. One spoke, uh, one technically. Sp- one yeah, spoke, it was a multitude. Oh, a multitude of, a multitude of angels. Multitude I knew it was a word. word. I just wanted to say, yeah, but like, there's not a specific number. Uh, suddenly, the glory of the Lord. 
Wait, hold on a second. The angel stood before what? Uh oh. Discrepancy. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. Yeah, one angel. And then I maybe when he's done and then suddenly and there appeared mul- an angel with a multitude. Oh, so look at that. One angel. And, and then, then a multitude. multitude. Uh one two punch. Okay. What was the sign that the shepherds were supposed to look for when they were searching for Jesus? This is a little bit of a trick question. Hey, Does anybody know? Because I think most people are going to say the star, but it wasn't the star. It was they're going to find a babe wrapped, wrapped in, in swaddling, swaddling clothing. That's mm. yeah. the answer. In a manger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. What's swaddling clothes? It's the same thing that you get when you're actually now today, when your baby's born. It's blankets blanket. that you wrap them up tight oh, in. Oh, it's mm. so cute. Like a burrito. Like yeah. a burrito. <laughs> burrito. Is that like, and then they can't move. So is that like good for the baby? Like, it actually like gives them comfort. Infant? It gives yeah. them comfort because them they're, like they're back in the womb. In the womb yeah, okay, that's not a lot of room. So when you so wrap it up tight. <laughs> Except Tahani was very much a, she was a buster outer. She would always be like, ah, get this swaddle off of me. So <laughs> I can that was her vibe. And I'd be that. like, yo, I swaddled real good. What are you doing? But she was always like trying to escape. Okay, so what is a manger? Is that a feeding trough for yes. animals? Okay. Yep, feeding yep. trough Got for it. animals. Okay. So I mean, really talk about humble and low. Mm. I mean, and unsanitary, but like <laughs> that's what he was lying in. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get manger. It's so cute now, but that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yes, the shepherds had to find him lying in a manger. They they weren't the ones that followed the star. So who followed the star to find Jesus? The Magi. The Magi. Okay, right, right, right. Also known as wise men. Yeah. Wise um, men. Pastor Jeff really kind of alluded to this yesterday, or he didn't allude, he just said it. But how many wise men were there? An unspecified we don't amount. Know. Yeah. We like to say three, but we it don't could have been more. That's right. right. Were they kings? No. No. Uh, no, sorry, I, I don't know. Oh, no, I, I don't think so. Like, no. <laughs> no, they're they're wise men. They're you know what's funny is when I talk about that in kids' church, how many kids are like, there weren't three? Because we three kings. <laughs> Just part of it. And actually, three, three kings, kings Day is... Um, That's a big holiday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that really definitely puts in your mind that they were three Philippines? kings. Is it the Philippine, Filipinos who did three? I knew... I think there's a couple of countries. Who Isn't it celebrated Little Christmas on the 6th of January? No. Something like and that. And also, yeah. Uh, yeah. if you're Greek, too. Fun stuff. Okay, so m- many cultures then. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, So, but that would make you think that. I love studying the wise men. We'll talk more about it later. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the quiz here. Who is the prophet that foretold a virgin shall give birth to a son called Emmanuel? Isaiah. 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 Okay, I was going to say something no, from Bible college. To, but I was going to say something wrong because I know... The last book of the yeah, Old Testament talks a lot about some of those prophecies. The Messiah. Yeah. Yes. So there's a Name lot about the Messiah, but specifically about the virgin birth is in Isaiah, which when you get into apologetics, actually, it's kind of cool because they're saying like, oh, well, you're ju- whatever. You're just trying to make Jesus sound more miraculous. Even Jewish people who like who when you get into Jewish versus Christian apologetics. They can have a problem with that, and it's like you're just trying to make Jesus sound more spiritual or more divine. But they say it's like actually no, th- for them to to try to defend the virgin birth is harder. So like, they weren't making it up to make the story more credible. Like, they believe this was true and it was fulfilling the prophecy and all this stuff. So just an apologetic angle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which direction did the wise men travel to going to Jerusalem? If they're traveling to Jerusalem, which way are they going from their perspective? West? West. That is correct, but because they came from the... Oh, came from the east, right? So There's no northwest <laughs> happening in there? Well... Okay, maybe. All right, you <laughs> took a bus. You tell wow. us, you know. No, I'm just, I like maps. It depends, <laughs> it depends on where, yeah, where they were coming from. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a few yeah. different places sure they could have been from, which we could talk about. Where did Jesus' family tr- uh, flee to from Bethlehem? Egypt. Egypt, yeah. Egypt, that's right. And how about just say, we'll do two more for now because there's a lot on here. What uh, the, the wise men gave three gifts, which is our series, Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh. What else did the wise men do aside from give Jesus gifts? They worshipped him. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. They knelt down and worshipped him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look at that. And last one. What does the name Emmanuel mean? <laughs> um, Depends. Spelled with an E or an I? Ooh. This one is spelled. <laughs> uh, see, well, that was my follow-up. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Some would say Dios con nosotros mm. or uh, mm. Correcto Mundo. God with us. Yeah. God with us. Can you say God with us? <laughs> That's right. And That's Emmanuel good. can be spelled with an I or an E. They're both correct. And it comes from one of them comes from the Greek like transliteration. And one is, I don't know what the other one is. I guess Latin. I'm not. Uh, that was just a guess. Okay. I don't Probably. That makes but sense. So one yeah. comes from one, one comes from the other. They're both correct. So cool. All right. Maybe we will come back. And uh, do a few more. <laughs> I'm looking ahead of some. Oh, I should ask these. That's all right. Next time. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so actually, I love the Christmas story though, and this series being called the Gift, really talking about. It, I think it's really cool concept talking about all three gifts that Jesus received in Matthew chapter two: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But how each gift really symbolizes an office that Jesus has you know, had, has, you know, or what they symbolized as well. It's cool because they were very practical, but they, for like the family, as far as like financially and those types of things, but also symbolically what they meant. But, um, wanted to ask you guys too, cause I love the Christmas story and you know, the characters and stuff like that, that are in it. Like, I don't know, is there stuff that's always been kind of cool to you or maybe an insight? Maybe you did a Christmas devotional in the past and something really spoke to you. Like, yeah, this is always kind of stuck with you. Yeah, one thing that always stick, sticks out to me that I always love, it's the wise men and they when they kind of just can read Herod for who he is. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, when you guys figure it out, man, you know what? Let me know so I can go and worship him, too. And then when they see Jesus, they do their thing. They're like, yeah, let's not go back to that guy. He was not good. He's bad news. <laughs> like, really I always crazy. like I always love that because, you know, it's just the way that things kind of seem to uh, unfold in that regards are just pretty dope and that um those those guys were like you know what we're not gonna go back to that man's house he bad <laughs> you know so i like that yeah i think what i find interesting about the the three kings or whatever is it doesn't really say that they were christian necessarily they had you know guys who had studied prophecy or whatever or studied I don't even know what they had studied, but I think it was const- I think there was astrology was one of the things that yes, yeah, yeah that the the, the word it it means wise men, but it like right it like denotes that that they were studiers they studied the stars right right, and so I just think it's kind of kind of interesting that like this star captured their attention and when they got there, 
like there was an act of worship like where did that come from if mm. they weren't you know already believers, believers or 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 god worshipers followers you know if there are more eastern mm. religion whatever i just i find that interesting you know yeah. well me too and that w- actually would have been my answer because uh, and i thought of this right like they were seeking what was true and jesus was the truth and so they they weren't just interested in a religion right they weren't christian or jewish some people think maybe mm. they knew some of the jewish scriptures but either way right they were pagan i guess you could say but their search for truth led them to the truth which is jesus and i uh, same thing i find that interesting like mm. god spoke to them in the way that they were open to being spoken to like they read the stars you know the bible kind of talks about how you shouldn't be doing that but for them who are maybe pagan it's like god spoke to them through that you know yeah it's always it's also not the only time we see somebody who is outside of the scope of the story of the bible recognize god as god melchizedek is another one of those characters that kind of steps in you know when the focus is on abraham you know here comes this guy who's like oh yeah i'm a priest of the most high god and you're like what like i thought we was following this guy who was you know called from by god you know to do these things wait a minute where have you been this entire time like you know so i always find that interesting when you see these Mm. these people step into right he would be in that list i think um yeah probably I, i don't I don't know. Does it say? Because like I don't think he's Jewish. Like pre-Jewish. Okay, isn't na- it? Na- yeah, it's, he's like pre-Jewish. Yeah, like pre-Abraham. No, okay, I think yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So it's right, like right. he's predates kind of outside the box. The scope, you know, yes, outside yeah, yeah. the scope. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so throw him in there too. Yeah, for sure. But I always think that that's uh, an awesome thing to to see, and it just shows how how big God really is. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, something I've always liked is um, Mary and Elizabeth's relationship, and the fact that like. Mary was able to go to her aunt and able to have um, kind of the support that she needed because obviously everyone else rejected her. Like, why is she pregnant if she's a virgin? Like, how how is that possible? Um, and so I just think it's really beautiful, the relationship that um, Elizabeth and Mary have and just how uh, Elizabeth encourages her and, and says, like, blessed is, is she who has believed what the Lord has promised to her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's always spoken to me. <laughs> But you know what else too that's cool about that story? Sorry, there's tell so us. Cool there's parts. so many. But even when like, even when like she hears that Mary is pregnant, and John, in her womb, yeah, like, like, like he's not even born yet. Like, how did he even hear? He heard through <laughs> his mother's belly or something. Yeah, and he's moved by the Holy Spirit yeah. and jumps for joy in the. So cool. Like there's like this like, I don't know. There's just so many cool things. Mm-hmm. So many elements. Yeah, yeah like. That are just like little itty bitty things, but when you think about it, it's like pretty intense to think about like how like even this baby yeah. recognized that there was something special happening, and that baby mm-hmm. didn't even have its own thoughts yet, you know? Or right? I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And going off that, like, so mine would be the the magi, the wise men, the, and what I shared actually. But to offer another one, going from Mary, I heard one time. Um, Dr. Meyer, who is president of Valley Forge, he said this. He said, pondering is the place between wondering and praying about something. Mm. So it's a cool little thought just to make you think, to, to ponder, as it were. So in Luke, I after love all that. these yes. things, I love this yeah, Ma- Mary pondered these things mm, in her heart. I love it. 
And you can think too, like I think of, again, I guess the apologetics angle, like Luke maybe had interviewed her. Some people wonder that because it's all Mary's perspective and everything. But it's like Mary pondered these things in her heart. She treasured them in her heart. And like, I, I, I don't know. It's the same thing. It's just like a cool element. And like Mary was like, wow, this is happening. And even for us, when it comes to Christmas or who Jesus is, you know, in our lives, like to be pondering that, like don't get caught up. Mm. Or I love Christmas spirit and I love shopping and the whole thing. But like, hey, let's ponder this Christmas about what this means and what it represents for us, just like Mary did, even, yeah. you know, in the original Christmas story. So, yeah, I love that. I read a commentary about that last year. It was so good. I, oh, yeah. I can't remember it, but just the fact that um, Mary, you know, she didn't know what was going to be happening. Like, she didn't know what we know now. Like, she she just had to accept what, what was before her. And, you know, to see that these wise men had come and were bringing these gifts and they were coming to honor her son, like, that's... Ah, like how could she even understand the depth of that of what yeah. would happen next so. but yeah that, and that's it so she yeah she pondered him she treasured all these things pondering them in her heart mm-hmm. Luke 2.19 um, yeah which is really cool so cool aspects of the Christmas story but of course the series being that Jesus got the three gifts and Pastor Jeff talked about myrrh and myrrh comes up 17 times in the Bible but it's also found well today he talked about all these different places but I know you brought up something Tara as well um, for like <laughs> the name her. of a Greek goddess, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, I was just trying to look up the. I always say this word wrong, guys. Um, etymology. No. Yeah, etymology. etymology. Yeah. Yeah. I always I get it confused with the study of bugs. What is that? And entomology. Et- entomology. Mm-hmm. So Ent- that's awkward. Oh, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just don't want to say that etymology. <laughs> so I was trying to look up in Spanish if there was any like differences, but obviously they all come from the same roots, and a lot of it's like Greek roots and stuff like that. And fun fact, Mira in English is the Greek god of it's Mira in Mira in Espanol is the Greek god of I don't actually know what she's a Greek god of, but she turns uh, into a myrrh tree. So that's fun facts. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't really like Greek mythology, but uh, so wait, her name is the word is for myrrh in Spanish. Mm. No, is that what you? Oh, so I, I was that's reading an article saying. in Spanish. And so I had to look up. I had to look up. Why is that funny? That just makes <laughs> sense. You should. Great. I was looking up the the etymology, etymology of the word. And so this was all in Spanish. And so I was, you know, and then I had to look back, like, what do we call this Mira with the rolling of the R's? What do we call her in, in the original, in English? What do we call her? Okay. Oh, and then, that, and then so what? The, what I found funny about that is she was reading Spanish to find out what the Latin word meant, so we would understand <laughs> uh, uh, it in English. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little. No, bit. I was like, laughing. I was, was like, like she's laughing. About. I'm like, she read. But I was like, Spanish. I was hoping that there was some like new, new, like oh, new thing that wasn't uh-huh. said mm-hmm. on Sunday, like because of it was in Spanish and like there was gonna be some really cool like a revelation I could share with you guys, but there wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it means what it means. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? Actually, you even saying that is great for what I want to ask because, you know, I thought the message was great. And, um, you know, Pastor Jeff unpacked the meaning of myrrh and Jesus as the suffering servant, Jesus as our savior. And he went to the cross for us. And he even made the comment, you know, as in in the context of the series, it's like, hey, well, he has to be our savior first, you know, before he can be Lord and that type of thing. So I wanted to ask this kind of like probably for most of the people listening and many people in our church already have accepted Jesus as their savior. So like, I don't know, like, could you speak to that? Like, 
what if you felt like, well, Jesus is already my savior. I already knew myrrh represented death. I already knew that one. And plus, Jesus, I've already accepted him as savior. You know, So that was very nice for him to do that. And I'm not saying people had that attitude. I'm saying if you've already accepted Jesus as savior, eh, do I need to hear that one again? Or I've heard the Christmas story. You know, sometimes maybe it can even be challenging to find something new in the Christmas story. Like, well, I heard this one. So I don't know. Could you speak to that? Just like all you guys, like that idea of if, you know, I've already accepted Jesus as Savior. Um, I knew that one. You know, that's okay. Like maybe we'll go deeper next time or something. Like could you say something to that? Yeah, I think for me personally, I'm, I don't know, just I'm big on, you know, preaching the gospel to yourself as regularly as possible. And, you know, if Jesus was Savior at this one particular point, whenever you decided to give your heart to the Lord, then he's, you know, he needs to be kind of reasserted to as Savior in every moment of your life, every day of your life. I think that we in our human uh, in our human hearts have a tendency to try to reach out to other things to be our Saviors, you know, and it's we're, we're, we're quick to, you know, be like, yes, Jesus, you know what? You are my savior on Sunday. And then Monday, you know, mm-hmm. something new is your savior. Uh, you know, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, you know, you do that. Um, and I think that it's really important to, to, to take a pause and really reflect and say, oh, wait a minute. No, he's he's my savior today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He is enough today. His sacrifice uh, means something for me today as well as, uh, you know, yesterday. So. You know, um, sorry. Uh, Another thing, too, about I think about why it's good to hear again. Like, I agree with you. Preaching to ourselves what's true is really important. And with that, sometimes we get really familiar with it and we miss kind of like the amazingness of the story. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, like, you know, bouncing off of what we said earlier about how these guys were not believers. And yet they followed a star that led them to a baby who is the savior of the world. They brought gifts that weren't just random gifts. They had meaning, meaning purpose and prophetic meaning. Yeah. Like, and when you like listen to it and really think about it this way, it's about like, how could all of this happen the way it happened and it be purpose. It had to have been purposeful. like it inspires a little bit of like a sense of awe and amazement at Mm -hmm. our God who worked out all these details from all these different angles to fulfill prophecy, to fulfill old Testament scriptures. And sometimes when we read it, because we're so used to it, we, we lose some of that awe of the story. So hearing it again and maybe refreshing these things, like maybe instead of being like, yeah, no, maybe we could be like, look for look for what in this is maybe like this amazing moment that maybe we've taken for granted before, you know, to let it inspire our own awe with God. Yeah, that's really good. <coughs> I've shared, I think, on the podcast multiple times now. There's a verse in Second Peter. Let me pull it up. Second Peter chapter one. Sorry, I'm flipping to it. Sorry. Uh Second Peter chapter one, he says, therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth, which is present with you. So 
I think of that, and I wrote mm, that in my Bible. Good. Church is boring because I already knew that. <laughs> I wrote that in my Bible. <laughs> no. So, like, to your point, I think Peter, s- Peter says that, and I've told you, Pastor Jamal, a few times, like, going back and forth when it comes to preaching. That's where I've been. I think that I've been thinking about this a lot the last year that I've been here because where I did come from at Searchlight, in the beginning it was a challenge to me um, that the teenagers, like the students and, and just people, like were less familiar with the Bible. I mean, the students didn't know, to me, Bible stories that I knew my whole life. I'm like, why wow, do they not know this? That was originally challenging, and then it became super exciting, and I loved mm-hmm. preaching that environment. I still love that. So then now coming to an environment where me- more people are familiar with the scriptures, I've had this new tension all of a sudden of like, oh my gosh, but I think they know this one. I think they know the story. I think they know the lesson, like in that sense. And so I've really thought about that verse. It's like, you know what? He Peter says, I'm always ready to remind you of this because even though you already know it, you need to know it again. You need to hear it again. And that's really great how you said that, Pastor Todd. It's like, hey, what, yeah, what, did, what did, have we missed or how does this need to speak to me right now? And like you said, Pastor Jamal, is, Jesus is my Savior. Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. he my Savior today? Mm-hmm. You know? And Jesus even, he, you know, reiterates that when he says, yo, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. He knows he's not, he's not caught off guard by the reality that today he's your Savior and tomorrow he won't be. You know, the people, you think about John chapter 6, where he feeds the 5,000 and then he goes across, you know, to the other side and the group follows him and he immediately is like, why are you here? Are you here because you want to actually partake in eternal life? Or are you here because simply your bellies were full? And then he goes on to say, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. Yeah. And so Jesus knows that that is the heart of man. And so, you know, yeah, it's super easy for us to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that. No, he truly is. You know what? This is a really dope thing he did for me. The sacrifice, the myrrh. But like, no, like, no, it's the whole reason for the fact that you draw breath is because he took this on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, you, every day should be an opportunity. Um, you know, if you're a type of person who journals and spends time in the devotional life, maybe this Christmas season you shift your posture a little bit and you make every day an opportunity to thank him for the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and off that, you know, I was talking with somebody after church and we were talking about sin and like understanding our need for God like you become thankful for Jesus' sacrifice when you understand what you deserve Mm -hmm. for your sin when you feel that you're well kind of a good person anyway and it's nice of God to help you out like that's different but when you understand that your sin deserves punishment and you deserve the death that Jesus had and, and he didn't deserve it now it changes and you can have that attitude and i'm actually preaching this sunday i may i I don't know i have to see like how far i'm going to go in that direction but a line i heard in in a sermon uh this guy he said um until we understand the holiness of god we'll always take a casual approach to sin and i thought that was a really good line like i may share that on sunday um just to kind of go off of that it's like it's like you know the sacrifice jesus made for me why is it so impactful? It's because because I did, I don't deserve life. I don't deserve eternal life. I don't deserve friendship mm-hmm. with God. But he so graciously, uh, oh, and actually Rick DeBo said it in the sermon last night. He said, God is slow in judgment. And I'm so thankful that he's slow in judgment. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the truth. And I, I need to 
make sure I keep having that perspective, you know, not some kind of defeatist mentality, but mm. reminding myself that, well, if Jesus was going to die for someone, he probably would have died for me anyway. Like, no, no, I, I need his sacrifice, mm. you know, so. Mm. Cool. So, you know, um, Pastor Jeff, again, you talked about myrrh and he talked about kind of breaking it down further, bitterness and pain and, how Jesus didn't have bitterness going to the cross, according to Hebrews, he endured the cross for joy. But talking about how this is an aspect of you know him dying, and <clears throat> you know he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, that's what I just asked that question about if you know what if you've already accepted Jesus as Savior, you know how this is still important. And uh, Jesus was offered myrrh, and, and different times that myrrh has come up in the Bible. I then think. He, oh, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say no. I just think that that's you know the idea that he would defer from being sedated mm, yeah to endure the full punishment of sin i mean i there's there's depths to that that i think mm. is like you know um sometimes that we you know we we, we just don't really like acknowledge um mm. and i don't want to make it sound like he is a um what's the word when it's like you you sadist. And, yeah i don't want to make it sound like jesus was a sadist but i think he was just i think he he was very much prepared for what he came to do and there was nothing that was going to deter him from that not even a taste of something that would ease the journey or ease um the process for him i i just he he took it on fully and completely like i really i, I don't know there's i just think that that's to be highlighted uh when we're talking about his sacrifice and his journey to the cross mm. yeah you're right and we're talking about that knowing the story sometimes but maybe glossing over yeah how important that is and his death for us and what that involves i mean even how pastor jeff said it you know he um he was beaten and his blood was running because of that they gave him the crown of thorns and I know that word, but like he, I feel like Pastor Jeff kind of just gave you a moment to just think about it. And he carried a hundred pound cross and then it was nailed to that cross. And, you know, it's powerful. Yeah. And, and then to what you're saying too, he wouldn't accept it. And it was for us. And again, as Hebrew says, with joy, um, thinking of us. I was going to say too, when he, Pastor Jeff shared the clip uh, for, from the, from the movie, yeah. Um, oh, I was gonna bring that up. I, I, I. Well, I forgot. I wanted to bring that up. I was gonna say uh, just the idea, like you see the why the the magi kind of give their gifts, and the guy who's giving myrrh, he's like, I don't want to give this gift. Like he's just kind of like very hesitant, um, apprehensive about it, and and even the way he like, the way each one of them present the gift is different. You know, the ones like gift. You know, like or excuse me, uh, gold for the king. You know, like boom. Like mm-hmm. this is he was. He was glad to give that gift, you know, like they were glad to give their gifts. But when it came to the myrrh, he was like, man, like he kind of just he set it down and was like, this is for the sacrifice. And it was almost like you kind of know this, like, like, hey, Mary, like I'm I'm putting this down for him for the sacrifice. And you kind of know, like, (laughs) this is eventually where this is going to go. And it was almost like him saying, hey, thank you at the same time. Yeah. Like his disposition in that moment is like, I also believe is, is just kind of telling and, and maybe even in a lot of ways appropriate uh, yeah. for that type of gift, for that 
for that moment. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was a cool scene, mm-hmm. and yeah, the way that he portrayed it in that sense. Um, and fun fact, I did notice as I was watching, Joseph was Oscar Isaac, played by Oscar Isaac, who is Mando. Po, <laughs> no, Poe Dameron from uh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's him. I, wow. I was yeah. looking at him like, what? Who? Yes, I'm like sorry. this guy. And that's then funny. I was like, oh, that's who he is. So. But, um, you know, and even speaking of that, you know, so bitterness and pain that and that was his next one about death and how myrrh represents death. And Jesus is, of course, sacrifice for us, which we were just talking about. Um, Again, it is cool. He brought up in John 19, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus um, embalmed Jesus and myrrh. Again, just cool when when you connect some dots in the story of people and stuff. But um, is brought to him at his birth, prophetically symbolizing his death. And Pastor Jeff also talked about, you know, dying to ourselves. I think he kind of more mentioned it, but I think, I don't know, I was just kind of thinking, like, <coughs> that's tough to do even in this holiday season. Like, I'll just be completely honest. It's like when it comes to Christmas shopping, like, I have a list and I enjoy shopping for others. But for every one item I see for someone else, <laughs> I think of, like, probably three more that I want for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, like, you know. Even though I am definitely thinking of other people, I hands down. But like, I'm still thinking of all these things I want. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a little silly. But like, as followers of Jesus, we talk about dying to ourselves, and and Jesus died for us at the cross, and and we need to die to ourselves as well. And that's it's important for us to remember. You talk about the Christmas spirit. You know, maybe there's something to be said about that as well. That that's what needs to happen. You know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I don't know. If I was gonna. I was gonna say too. Just thought jumped into my brain because I know, um, and I know we're gonna we're gonna get to um, we're gonna get to I guess the um, uh, the story of Esther a little bit in in Pastor Jeff's message, but um, I and because Pastor Jeff mentioned specifically that myrrh is used in fragrances, right, to um, prolong the, uh, the 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 scent or the fragrance, mm-hmm. right. I'm wondering what amount of myrrh was in uh, Mary's alabaster box when she pours out her oil perfume Mm. perfume before the Lord in that moment. Like, you know, and even that, too, Mm. like, you know, coming like right before Jesus knows he's uh, he's on his way. And, um, you know, like, well, what is going on here? He's like, no, don't worry about that. That's like, you know, her story is going to be told like forever it's never going anywhere and so you know i just thought about that when Mm. pastor jeff talked about forever and eternity like her worship in that moment will live on you know forever but then also i wonder how much myrrh was involved in that you know to also kind of symbolize um that he is always worthy i don't know that just popped into my head like right now so i just figured i'd say it before yeah no no that's cool um yeah yeah that he's always worthy and yeah no so let's talk about it yeah he's bitterness and pain death but also eternity how myrrh represents mm-hmm. that and there's a cool fact he said that he even came across that the fragrance can last for i think he said like up to 200 yeah. years or something which is crazy and um how you know we'll have eternity with jesus uh, jesus exists eternally but we we will be with him as our savior and friend which is you know just a great way to be bringing the message together but then he brought up the story of Esther, and yeah cool like fun fact Right, that she had the 12 months of beauty treatment, six months bathing in myrrh. Like, I, I, I guess it smelled good because I'm like, I don't know, it sounds gross, but like, mm. I guess guess it smelled good, you know, but whatever. It's like Old Spice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> 
So, but I don't know. Did you have Did you have thoughts on the story of Esther? Like, I didn't have actually anything like. No, I sorry. I just uh, thought that's I, the. I guess my main thought was just like, um, the idea of like continual like perpetual like that worship will live on in that moment for okay. for for Mary. Sorry, yeah. and um, just that story will always be told. But in regards to Esther, <clears throat> excuse me. In regards to Esther, um, you know what? I, I would love to see this beauty regiment treatment because, you know, I, I'd, I'd be having some dark circles under my eyes. So I'm trying to get some things taken care of. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe um, maybe there's something uh, to be said about, you know, for Esther, like you know, like her going before the king um, and almost in a way being prepared as a sacrifice of hey, putting her life on the line so that her people would, you know, uh, be spared you know maybe there's something to be said there too a connection in some sort of some sort yeah maybe like right it's true you come as you are to god and, and i think of how many people make excuses that they won't come to faith because they're like well i gotta get this right mm -hmm. first or something and i never want to hear that like don't put don't make it that another block that you have to overcome between you and god but on the flip side especially if you're a christian really i would say maybe probably if you're a Christian, maybe, yeah, like you said, there's something to be said of preparing myself. Okay. Oh, I can, I can come to God as I am, which is beautiful, but also like too, right. Am I preparing myself or like changing or allowing God to work in me? Actually, it just talk about fragrances. Just thought of it in second Corinthians talks about how we are an aroma, mm -hmm. right. Um, offered to God, I think is what it goes. It, it actually, I think this is where an aroma to like Pleasing other people. Yes. That's what it is. Yes, aroma to other people. Yeah. Um, but for God, correct. Yeah, yes. for we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So, right. And so you could even ask the question, you know, like what is, you know, what's the aroma that you're putting forth? Is it a pleasant mm -hmm. aroma? You know, yeah. is it, is it um, something that draws people in and says, man, what what is that? You know, like because you 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 have <laughs> listen. As a youth pastor, I I, I smell a lot of scents. Okay, uh, I smell a lot of things, and uh, talk. You know, like I've been on enough uh, winter retreats, and you know, bus rides. Bus. Man. I've Oof. been on enough of them to know, man. Some of them scents need to die. Praise God. You know, they just need to go uh, and not be brought before the throne. But um, but yeah, like in regards to our lives, what kind of fragrance are we putting forth, um, with the fruit of our lives, and in in how we worship the Lord. Absolutely. Which actually I think is what pastor Jeff talked about when he did that message, the ingredients for the anointing. And he talked about myrrh. So I, I think it was for that myrrh section that he said that, yeah, what is the fragrance of your life? Are you a sweet aroma to other people? And you know, it's just cool for us to think about when it comes to all this stuff um, with myrrh and the gift and our Christmas series. Do you ever wonder if maybe at the moment when, Jesus is being crucified. Mary thinks about these gifts again. You know what I mean? That mm. were given. Like, mm. like did in her mind she make the connections of like, oh, here's the myrrh moment. You know, I, I, I'm not saying that that's scripture or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just curious as a mom who's receiving these things for her, <laughs> you know, two two year old son, and the weight of some of these things, knowing that myrrh is a burial spice or whatever. Like, was that in her mind? And then did she make mm -hmm. the connections later? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. And I, you know, 
when the wise men came and gave me that and here we are at this moment now where this is this is happening now you know yeah because right because scents are sometimes a powerful like um they like scents can be tied to like different moments yeah and so Mm. like her smell even when they probably like you know are getting ready to do things to embalm the body maybe some of the scent the scent of myrrh that's so wild you know probably think about that wow might might send her to a place you know because it's the strongest recollection of memory is sent well, I think of uh, the Bible series that came out in like 2014. I, I mm-hmm. personally loved that series. I don't know if everybody did, but there's a scene. It's just it's just artistic, right? It's not in the right, Bible it's not per scripture. se. It's a but, um, dramatization. Yeah, it's a dramatization, but Jesus is carrying the cross. And, dude, it's so emotional. I'm going to get emotional. Like, Mary is there, and then, like, he, like, you know, falls and drops a cross. And she, like, she's, like, crying because it's, like, Je- it's her son. And then she, like helps it put it back on his shoulder dude it's crazy mm-hmm. it's so crazy so like yeah maybe like it, yeah right just it's artistic you know in that sense but it's just cool to think about yeah yeah um Whew. all right i think we just went to a place mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening i don't know if you went there too mm-hmm. but man Whew. so anyway thank you jesus for your sacrifice and what you've done and thank you for overcoming death and the grave that we have new life in you jesus and we can trust you so mm. um look so that's all i really had for us i don't know where you guys are at with christmas shopping i don't know how what percentage wise are there but you know. uh, i'm not real far i'll be honest but what kind of helps me is steph and i already talked and said instead of buying a whole lot of gifts for each other we'll buy this necessities we need for the house right now nice yeah. so it's like a joint effort although i am supposed to be getting her stocking stuff mm. so I, I do gotta get on that but okay all right i mean so. you got time it's to, today yeah, 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 december yeah. 7th got yeah time. i know but you know december 7th becomes like the 27th you know yeah, <laughs> and then christmas is gone and you don't have the presents <laughs> did you like your empty stocking no, no i've never done that but it's been close oof we're i'm um, we're done you're Dude, done. done. Stop. Okay. You guys have started though in like October, no? Um, Didn't you start, like, a while ago? yeah, we we kind of saw some things and we were like, hey, we should jump on this. So we did. So we're good. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm Just impressed. like that. Yeah, man. I mean, I felt pretty good. I don't know what I'm at currently. I need to do an Amazon order, but once I do that, we're at at least ninety percent, if like ninety-five percent. So maybe I'm like seventy-five right now percent. So I was feeling pretty good, but I mean, done. That's that's great. Yeah. They're on to the tree. Um, all wrapped. different places. Um, my, the kids already got my. They have my stuff under the tree wrapped. Nice. Uh, we have their stuff still hidden away because yeah. the human heart is uh, <laughs> a oh, yeah. interesting interesting thing. So our kids are. Uh, we 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 we've we're making the parental decision to wait until oh yeah ready. definitely but it's yeah we have all of it it's okay it makes them morning more exciting for yeah. them yeah uh, well i mean they and di- for you because then as they're opening them you can tell that it's genuine surprise and not like oh i knew i was gonna get right this I, Ooh, I was gonna say i was gonna say tahani though tahani is she's like dad we put your stuff under there under the tree i'm like thanks baby girl and so she's like um when are you gonna put our stuff i'm like <laughs> no don't know yet like <laughs> i mean like because I just um, come on now come on they're Listen, kids they're gonna peak man Listen, my brother-in-law's a full-grown man on Christmas morning. He's still opening up the corners of the packages before <laughs> oh <laughs> take my a gosh. peek. 
And then he blames it on, you know, whoever's youngest in the room. <laughs> oh, man. Stop. <coughs> Christmas. So I get it. No, I'm not. I'm not ready at all. I have Sawyer's gift. No, I don't have. I only have Derek's gift. Mm. That's it. I don't have anyone else. Wow. It's pretty bad. And this is like hard for me because I'm I really like gift giving and like getting the perfect gift. But I have no inspiration. Mm. So, so I need, if you guys have any inspiration. Okay. So I guess I is. guess we know who the favorite brother is. though. So. No, but I, <laughs> the thing is, listen, listen. Sawyer's, wow. Sawyer never. Well, well, maybe he'll listen. But the thing is, every time I look for his gift, I know there's two things I wanted to get him. And they're both like you have to pre-order them like months ago and they're both gone gone it's like come on that's tough you can you can what you can do is Back buy up it a little and then give him like a card with a the picture, picture of it that's my brothers are notorious for doing that for me but yeah. you actually will You're have like, this is what i thought of getting versus you. <laughs> i don't know yeah no yeah. like oh i thought about getting it yep. and then i didn't and it was free so like you, yep. i mean you could actually get it i guess yeah. and it depends on how how long we have to wait it doesn't get until july i guess yeah. Merry Christmas. I don't know. Or maybe oh that's fine. Gosh. I'm not sure. Those kids. I literally can't even. <laughs> I was just thinking of all the, the gifts they've given me. <laughs> uh, love them. Oh, man. I had this habit for a while. Like, my brother wouldn't. Oh, never, never mind. You know what? I don't want to throw my brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're all adults I, I, I was now, thinking about all of those things. I was like, I'm yeah. not going to say any of it. You know what? It's okay. We're all adults, and Bye I'm gongs. so happy. But you'll tell us after. No, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I'll get presents for everybody now. It's but great. this one time. No, just kidding. <laughs> But all right. Anyway, uh, hey, it's been fun. We'll what? see you next week for our series. It's been uh, Pastor Matt. Pastor Jamal. Pastor Todd. And Tara. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See Bye. You. See you.